Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Wednesday morning. And trust everybody slept well. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I know I didn't sleep too good last night and uh, just uh, uh, drive me crazy. Uh, the outcome of the election. And of course, you know, like I said before, Lord's in control. There's no doubt about it. But uh, still, it makes you want to figure out who is uh, uh, going to to win or not and uh it just uh, uh amazes me uh, how the liberals are trying to uh, uh cheat and steal and trying to draw this uh the results out as long as they can so to go in their favor uh you know it, uh, just listen to some of these talking heads on the news they were on there uh, talking about uh, uh said that what trump said these votes shouldn't be counted he never said that he said that uh the voting should end, and he's right. That, uh, in fact, I even did a post on Facebook, and uh, in the, that very regard, it's an election day. If you didn't get your mail-in ballot in by November third, if you didn't take advantage of early voting, then that's just your loss, baby. You know, and it's just that's that's why it's an election day. It's not election days, plural. It's not election weeks. It's not election months. It's not election year, you know? And so it is an election day. And so the fact that they're still trying to draw this out, uh, just evident uh, that they uh, are trying to keep him from uh, regaining uh, uh, office. So it's just, um, uh, we just need to pray. We want to pray hard and uh, pray that... Uh, uh, maybe there'll be some kind of clear-cut sign that, uh, good morning now, that uh, Trump is the winner. Let's pray and hope, because I'm telling you, if those two little ticks, Biden and Harris, get in there, of course, like we all know, the Biden's just a, uh, you know, he, they're going to get rid of him in a heartbeat, and it's going to be Harris and Pelosi running the country. So, I mean, we just, you know, everybody realizes what that's all about anyway. So he's just, he's just a patsy. But uh, but just pray hard. That's all we can do, and uh, I pray that uh, things will will go well. But, but praise God, hey, we're still Americans, and uh, just praise God that we have the ability to uh, elect uh, a leader, even though uh, there are those who are power hungry, wish to uh, uh, dismantle uh, those votes and to cheat their way into office. So they don't care about the American people. They just care about their power. And uh, so anyway, I better stop. <laughs> let's go ahead and let's stand and let's do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Let me get this up over here on uh, the website. All right, let's go ahead and stand. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God, praise God. We get to live in this wonderful and beautiful country. So there's so many people out there who would uh, love to be in our position right now. And uh, I know uh, things could be a struggle financially, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. But uh, compared to most of the world, we are far richer and far better off. And, uh, you know, I know sometimes it's hard to think of uh, yourself as being rich. But just think of this. If you just have a pair of shoes, you're richer than I've got how many, uh, like 
I can't remember the, the exact statistics, you know, uh, that's like a fourth of the world or something like that. And of course, that's, that's not accurate. I'm just throwing it out there hypothetically, but it's it's pretty high. Uh, the fact that you got food or, or a roof over your head, it, it's astronomically uh, the amount uh, compared to the rest of the world, uh, what you have is considered rich compared to them. And, uh, uh, you know, my mom, my parents, they did um, some missionary work in Haiti and, uh you, you wouldn't believe the poverty-stricken uh, conditions uh, that they saw over there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one thing. And that's kind of one thing we're going to get to here this morning. Um, uh, in A.W. Tozer's book, uh, he's talking about, um, he said, The church is tired, discouraged, and unastonished. Christ seems to belong to yesterday. All right, so let me read that again in case you missed it. The church is tired, discouraged and unastonished Christ seems to belong to yesterday that's that's from A.W. Tozer and um, the reason why I made that correlation between that and Haiti was that uh, I know of course this is uh, back in the 80s but um, uh, there was just a little building uh, that they were using as a church that dad spoke in and uh, only half of it was even had a roof. It was like, well, I think it was like a fast roof at that. And uh, the other half was wide open. There was, uh, uh, they'd use center blocks, and like two by four, something like that to, uh, to sit on. Uh, and they said that they would come from, I mean, they said, they said they were standing. I mean, they said they'd come from everywhere just to hear the word of God. They didn't care to stand out in the sun, sit on those little benches, to sit out in a, a half open area uh, to listen to the word of God. And yet, uh, here we have the greatest nation in the world, and we have the ability and the freedom to hear God's word. And yet so many uh, take it for granted. So many uh, don't even uh, understand the uh, uh, the freedom that we have uh, compared to the rest of the world and could care less. Uh, well, let me say this, then we'll read our scripture. One thing that's really troublesome is um, I think that uh, this pandemic, as you know, we had a problem with complacency and apathy before the pandemic in regards to the church. And uh, now that they people have gotten used to the fact uh, that they can watch from home, they've grown even more so and even more lazy uh, is, you know, we, God's word says not to forsake our assembling of ourselves together with like-minded believers, and we need that. Uh, we need to to be with like-minded believers. It's imperative and important to to be there in person uh, to hear God's word. You know, and, and it's, what the amazing thing is that I, I find very interesting: uh, the school board had made the decision, uh, particularly with Washington County. Now, I don't know about some of the other school systems, but uh, to wait until after um, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, the right another word to uh, reinstate virtual learning, and um, uh, and then after Thanksgiving they may reevaluate that uh, depending on uh, where we're at the, with this virus, and uh, make another decision then. And the amount of people says um, you know virtual learning uh, isn't working. Uh, it's a it, it is is affecting our children mentally and emotionally. Now I don't. Uh, uh, disagree uh you know virtual learning is not for everybody uh, personally i uh and when my um uh, studies in seminary a lot of it was virtual and 
I enjoyed it. I, I really flourished in that. I didn't do well with uh, with live uh, sitting in a classroom because I liked virtual because if I got bored, I could pause the turkeys and I go do what I want to, come back and then listen. You know, you don't, you don't have that opportunity when it's live. But anyway, um, it's not for everybody. And, um, and, and they have done studies that mentally and emotionally, uh, for a lot of children, uh, they need that uh, uh, interaction with other kids. So there's so a lot of parents were in uproar uh, that they've done that. A lot of parents were in agreement. But the thing I find interesting, so many were in uproar that they were continual virtual learning. But how many of these parents don't mind to do virtual church? You see where I'm getting at here? See, it's it's oh, it's a detriment uh, to us uh, to the to our children spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But let me uh, but understand, it is a detriment to you spiritually, mentally, and emotionally to not be interactive and in live session of church. And so that's one thing these 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 individuals, you know, it's it's kind of. Uh, uh, schizophrenic thinking, you know, oh, well, the kids need to be there, but when you bring up church, oh, uh, that's that's too scary. I can't be there, <laughs> you know. They, they can go to the beach. They can go to the mall. They can go to Walmart. They can go wherever. But when you mention church, oh, it's just too dangerous right now. We better not go, <laughs> you know. You know, it, it is uh, the same exact thing. You're not benefiting uh, by learning in a virtual environment. Now, I understand there are people such as myself who have a compromised immune system, uh, older individuals uh, with underlying health issues, and you may have to take those precautions and you may feel more comfortable at home. That's fine. I understand that. All right. I, trust me, I get that. Uh, and, and I'm not uh, shaming you in any way, shape, or fashion. I'm talking about those who are making excuses not to come to church, but at the same time uh, verbalizing uh, the uh, detriment to their children for not being able to be in physical uh, school when you yourself need to be in physical church. You see what I'm saying? Now let's look at uh, God's Word here in a second, and we're going to look at a couple of different passages here. And uh, let me get this up over here on the uh, website. Now we're going to look at uh, 1 John 3, 10. That was supposed to be in our opening scripture, but then I got to talking and and uh, mess that up there. So in 1 John 3, 10, we have, In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Okay. And uh, as my old pappy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. Now, uh, in looking at this passage, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, the very thing what we see here, what A.W. Tozer was referring to and, um, and, and, and what God's Word is saying here, that so many Christians uh, are not, they don't find the things of God exciting. Maybe they find it plumb boring. Uh, you know, it's so interesting that those uh, that are in the world who don't know the things of Christ, they think Christianity is boring. But when you come to know Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, it can be the most exciting thing that you could ever uh, choose to be a part of. And uh, it's so sad that so many people have found church boring. Uh, that they, they see nothing more as coming in, listening to lecture, and going home. It's, you should be not going there to think of it as, uh, as, as lecture, 
but as to, to see what can God, uh, what, is, what is God using that pastor to say uh, to drop on my heart that I need to hear? Are you there to try to, to, to draw and learn something from praise and worship? Are you there to draw from, uh, from what uh, the sermon, uh, uh, is, uh, the content is about? Or you go in and you're like, I don't get nothing out of praise. I don't get nothing out of, out of, out of this preacher. It is your attitude, and it, it shows a demonstration of that um, uh, you're not sincerely seeking the things of God and trying to uh, sincerely learn and humbly come before God and trying to learn uh, from uh, what uh, Lord has pressed upon this, uh, the pastor's heart, uh, what uh, those, uh, the praise and worship, you know, uh, it's like a lot of times I'll play YouTube videos if, if our praise team isn't there. And I tell people, you may not know the words. That's fine. You know, that's good. But listen, listen to those lyrics. Listen uh, with your heart and just draw in the things of God. And, and, and let those things excite you. Let those things encourage you, the things of God. You know, when we look at these things, we look at 2 Timothy 3, uh, and let's see, look over here. Let me get over here, 2 Timothy 3. Hold on here. Hold on. My wife laughs at me. She's always tell her, hold what you got. <laughs> and uh, she gets uh, tore up at me all the time. And um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, Second Timothy three. I think one through uh, starting with verse one. Uh, I think describes a lot of our uh, situation here in this in our present time, and it applied even more so uh, during Timothy's time as well. That Paul's trying to talk to him about. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. From uh, For of this sort are they which creep into houses, and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, led away with divers lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses to do these also resist the truth, men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. And I think that is very um, uh, a living example of what we're seeing today. People are more interested in pleasure. They're more interested in lovers of their selves. They are covetous, high-minded. I mean, it, it is. It is. I mean, you almost check the list off of everything that we're seeing in our world today. And uh, and and I think it's indicative of their attitudes towards church. And that's why they are more lovers of the world than the lovers of God. And so where do you fall in that category? Are you more willing to stay at home with virtual learning, even though you, you may be outspoken against uh, uh, school encouraging virtual learning, but yet you're quick to do virtual learning from church? 
You know, uh, it is imperative that you are there physically to learn. You should be excited of the things of Christ. You should be excited of the things of God. And you should be excited of church. And that's my encouragement for you today, my friends, is to, to be encouraged, to be excited about the things of God. And, uh, and not fall into this category that reading here in Timothy, uh, that uh, the pleasures of the world are far outshining the promises of God. The promises of God, I assure you, are far greater and better than the things of the world. But see, the God of this world has blinded them. You know, that's why we see some of these things. Just like um, last night, some of the, in this voting, uh, you know, it is it is a, a heart condition. The, the God of this world has blinded so many, and it's evident in, in, the, in how people are voting. And it's just, you know, you see some of these things, shake your head, say, how can you vote for someone who who uh, supports abortion and, and the and the uh, homosexual lifestyle choice and uh, the, the detriment to family and home uh, it, uh, to, uh, to support someone who upholds socialism and Marxism? But it's just the God of this world has blinded them. And that's why, my friends, it's imperative we stay in the Word so that we can have discernment to seek out those who are, are false teachers and, and sending out false messages. We can detect that and discern that and say, hey, that's something I don't need to be a part of. But you've got it's imperative that you are in church and in the Word each and every day. Uh, Miss Ginger Hood says, good morning to you and your family. Hope all have a blessed Wednesday. Thank you, Mrs. Hood. Uh, Mrs. Sipes says, life is never, ever boring when you're trying to walk in with, with the king. Yes, ma'am. Very well said. And good morning to you, Miss Anita Tester. But um, yes, most definitely, my friends, uh, I think it's uh, uh, just as A.W. Tozer was telling us here uh, this morning uh, that uh, the church has become tired. It has become discouraged. And it is unastonished. And Christ seems to belong to yesterday. But I'm telling you what, Christ is just as relevant today as he was 2,000 years ago. He's just as powerful as he is today as he was 2,000 years ago. Uh, Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And I'm telling you what, my friends, we should be excited about his promises, excited about our future, and be excited about where we're headed. And we should be excited to be in church. So don't, don't allow your laziness and your complacency keep you at home watching virtually. If you're going to be outspoken, the kids should be in school, and that, uh, that virtual learning is not benefiting them, then take a look in the mirror. How is virtual church benefiting you? Don't you yourself need to be in church with like-minded believers? You know, it's easy to, uh, to, to point a finger but boy, when that mirror, when God's word reflects back at you, it's like, ooh, you know, that's why I used that term, uh, Walmart Christians, the other day. Uh, it was that, because uh, I said, when you go to Walmart, you see how some of these people dress, and do you not, they not own a mirror before they leave, you know, look what they look like before they leave the house. That's why Walmart Christians see God's word reflects back to us what the things we need to see and the things that we need to change. There's a lot of people who don't look at that reflection. And forget, and that's why it's imperative you be in God's word. Don't be a Walmart Christian. Don't be lazy, and don't look at church as boredom, but look at church as excitement and what God is using that pastor or that church to do to minister to you. So, be active, be excited, and be in church, and let us worship God. Let us serve Him daily. Let's keep our eyes on the prize. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. Let's not let the mundane things of this world, the God of this world, blind us. But let our eyes be opened and illuminated with the things of Christ and be excited to serve him each and every day. Let us pray.
Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Lord, help us uh, each and every day to uh, not be consumed with the temporal things of this world. Let us be consumed with the eternal. Lord, let us be excited. Let us be enthusiastic. Let us be uh, uh, have a wanting uh, to want to go to church, uh, to be in the Word, to be in prayer. Uh, Lord, let us have that drive uh, to serve you and to, to be excited with the things of you. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with this nation. And Lord, I just pray that uh, we'll get the results of this election very soon. And it'll be one that we can all be very happy about. Uh, that this won't be a process that will be dragged out uh, for weeks to come. And Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be in peace upon this nation, that you'll touch the hearts and minds of the people, and that uh, they'll come to know you before it's too late. Lord, I do pray uh, for our sister in Christ, uh, Ken Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger and Troy Hood, and Linda David Feathers, Roger Winters, Jane Kitchens, Ron Thompson. Uh, Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with Joy Dance and uh, her brother. And uh, Lord, I pray that uh, you'll be with my brother in Christ, Mark Anderson, who uh, lost his mother. Uh, I pray that you'll be with Darlene Barker, who recently lost her stepfather. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, so many uh, that I've spoke to who are dealing with uh, the diagnosis of this COVID and that you'll bring healing upon them and uh, so many unspoken concerns and you know the hearts and minds uh, and, and that are dealing with those situations. Your will be done there. And Lord, uh, again, be with our president. Give him the wisdom, knowledge, discernment that is needed and Lord, the guidance he needs. And Lord, uh, just let us uh, serve you well each and every day. And Lord, I pray to lead God to protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Appreciate all you guys and gals watching this morning, and uh, don't forget uh, this evening at 7 o'clock, uh, we'll be meeting, uh, be online services only, uh, and uh, uh, but uh, we'll continue our study in Titus, and you definitely want to tune in for that. We've got some great stuff we need to cover and look at, and so be sure to tune in for that. And then Sunday morning, 11 to 12, 118 Julie Lane, we have physical service. Like I say, I encourage you big time, uh, whether it's my our, my church or any other church, I encourage you to get out of that house and get out there and, and sit in a pew and with enthusiasm and excitement and ready to learn. And then, of course, on Sunday evening, we'll meet uh, virtually uh, from 6 uh, to 7, and, uh, and I will uh, continue our studies. So hope everybody has a good day and a blessed day. And uh, don't forget, if you want to uh, share these devotions here on Facebook, I'm at Dr. Young 77 If your friends or family don't do social media, they can always watch live at flbconline.com. And always remember that uh, it does go through Facebook. They don't have to have a Facebook account. It may pop up and say, uh, register, just hit cancel and keep watching. No biggie. And, uh, and also, you can uh, listen. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to the Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Listen to all of the devotions, all of the sermons as you're going out and about your day. Remember, it's audio only. 
But uh, uh, thank you, Mrs. Sive. She said, thank you for this message. Feeling reinvigorated to meet the day. Well, praise God for that, for any good he uses me to do at all. I hope everybody has a great day today, a blessed day, a wonderful day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.